Morning, Kate. How are you doing? Good morning. I am all right, thank you. And actually, I don't know that it's morning for you. No, it's not. It's actually, it's the middle of the afternoon here. <laughs> okay, so as I look out of my window in the, these early days of April, I can see the odd snowflake just drifting down, which after last week's weather is crazy. It seems there's some craziness going on. There is some craziness. <laughs> I would imagine there is no snow outside your. No, I don't know that they've ever had snow where I am right now. <laughs> no, I think that would be a phenomenon that is a step too far. Yeah. But it kind of, when, when I was thinking about where were we going to go with our conversation today, and it's always in the moment it just comes to me, that the snow and the change, and particularly what's going on politically in the UK at the moment, seems to be driving a, a massive insecurity which of course we could intellectually justify but with that comes what i can only describe as a scarcity mindset mm. and and that scarcity mindset often has people either really shut down and and almost in denial kind of ostrich head in the sand type yeah or aggressively protective and it seems to be having an impact across the board you know i could give you examples of, of some real extremes so my father-in-law was around for dinner a couple of weeks and he was he lives by himself and he was talking about stockpiling toilet rolls and and he's blind and he insists on doing his own shopping so stockpiling toilet rolls is no mean feat because of course he has to walk and he has to carry them and he has to find them and he's seen all 24 stockpiled <laughs> and then you kind of go to the other end of the world and you know you start to look at what's happening in society well i watch with i guess sadness but also interest at the the amount of violence that is occurring currently and whether we're talking about violence on the street, which definitely seems to be on the up. So I know we have social media and fast reporting, but that definitely seems to be on the up. Or you look at what's going on in the football terraces. And, and there is a bit of horrible resonance of what was happening in the early 80s, when again, there was much unrest and scarcity amongst the nation. So the cultural impact of change and uncertainty seems to create this. Yes. And then if you take that out into the wider world or into the world of business, there is almost this dilemma between, on the one hand, this drive for change coming from the younger generation demanding that we look after their environment, quite rightfully so, because they're going to inherit it, versus the generation that can do something about it almost in denial yeah and and running faster on those same hamster wheels so as you know we've i've done a few trials of things like meditation in in the business space which have a phenomenal effect but still people are fearful over it because if i'm not seen to be doing things well, then I'm probably not adding value. 
and and someone grandly told me yesterday or the day before that well actually you know we've upped our training budget and i said okay that's great but if i'm looking at the world through a, a, a lens which says the only thing that matters right now is profitability supported by high turnover any training that you're going to that you are going to give to me is going to layer on my very narrow view of the world so if we think that by giving people hard skills or and just trying to layer onto them that will solve the problem it actually exacerbates the problem because we just pile it almost as though we're piling up bricks with no solid foundation we just build the building higher we put more weight and expectation on the person because now i've invested in you but we actually didn't solve the issue and i am going to lump into that provocatively because i like to be provocative every now and again is the whole mental health thing mm -hmm. so now more and more people are saying oh yeah but we've dealt with stress and you, and you ask well, what does that mean well somebody very proudly said to me the other day well we've put an employee assistance scheme in place okay good what does that mean well it means there's a telephone help desk so we have told our people that if they have a mental health issue they can they can phone this number well that's mental health done and i know i'm being cynical here and and not everybody is in this route but there is a lot in this route and part of it is because they know they need to do something and, and this is easy mm. and part of it is because we've forgotten we've forgotten stress and and because scarcity is so prevalent and now i'm so fearful stress what i don't have stress and of course they are so ridden with stress and how do we know that well we only have to go and look at the health statistics mm. and then when we look at the role of social media mm. and i and i'd like to ask you about this because there seems to be two elements there seems to be this very gentle element that is still trying to help people understand where the stress comes from how much power they have within the role of the energetic fields around us which are definitely rooted in science rather than more holistic out there stuff that people just may not want to resonate with but nonetheless is true versus this almost manipulative you know take this product and it'll all be okay yes. go on this special diet yes and and suddenly you'll be the shape you want and the way you want and and don't worry about the evidence because it'll come well as an example there was a a vegan or a raw food uh blogger on youtube who's made lots and lots of money got i think millions of followers and somebody saw her took a photo of her eating some fish this week and she's had to come out and do an apology and and everything and basically her body had started to shut down and her hormones weren't working properly but she was continuing to sell this lifestyle to her yeah. followers because she said well everybody's different so just because it wasn't working for my body and i was going to tell you all 
Um, it just, it's unfortunate it's come out this way and everyone's just like, but were you though? Because you were making yeah. money selling this raw, raw food diet, which had actually made you ill, but she hadn't admitted to the fact that it had made her ill. And for me, that says a lot about social media and, and that kind of thinking. And actually, what that reinforces and, and really strongly creates is a lack of faith, lack of trust. Yes. And when we get to the point where there is scarcity and I cannot trust and I don't have the faith, well, then the only other option is for me to retreat back into my caveman ways and become aggressive. Because now I'm in, I'm not in a connected, collective, collaborative society. I am in a silo, self-perpetuating. If I don't look after me, then nobody else is going to look after me state. Yeah. And that separationism destroys our, our great wisdom, our power to make a difference. And societally and in business and, and in every aspect of life, we go backwards. And yet, if you, small, if you speak to a small child about this connected stuff and about feelings and about intuition and sense and impact on others, they get it. Mm. They don't need proof. Mm. You know, they don't need a monitor. They don't need a chart. They certainly don't need numbers. They just get it. And it seems that we receive a bit of programming yes. as we grow up that it's not helpful. And when you start to look at the impact of scarcity and the stress hormones, mm. well, it, 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 it literally hardens our heart. And when we become fearful with a hard heart, well, then it's difficult to help other people and yet the mere act of helping other people will take away some of the health dangers associated with hardening our heart it's a really interesting phenomenon so this is fascinating as well around sort of marketing and sales and social media anyway in the world that i work in which is often well-being and and those aspects but yet people are then taught to use scarcity marketing so it's and also fear-based marketing so it's trigger the pain point make the person feel the pain that they're in and then create scarcity around the product in order to sell it and that can be a diet a lifestyle a coaching course whatever it might be and it, it is literally programming it is a, a form of programming and the social networks themselves i was telling you earlier i was researching about this lab laboratory of persuasive design which is essentially that it it's it's creating even the the likes and the followers and how many followers i've got and how many likes i'm getting people if they're not getting enough if there's that scarcity of those things feel that they're not good enough and then they're not able to help people because they've not got enough likes or followers on a social network so the whole system is 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 built around scarcity in many ways which is so inauthentic yeah and, and can only lead to an outcome 
of mistrust and stress. Yes. It's almost pre-designed to deliver that outcome because without that I don't charge you a lot of money. And I yes. find that deeply sad. So do I. But then we're the human beings that have created the system, that have created the programming, that have done that in the first place. And I think that, yes, and there is definitely something to learn from that. But when you look at all of that emerging knowledge and all of the potential opportunity that comes from that emerging knowledge, the more we understand about, you know, let's take human connectedness. Yeah. You know, if, if you root itself from a, a science perspective because you need proof, well, the proof is there. So the proof is there at a cellular level. If you look at a subatomic level, so, you know, let's go back to school. Let's look at the cells. Let's look at the fact that, you know, there are protons and neutrons and electrons buzzing around in a cell. When you look at what they are made up of, the, the easy way of describing that is almost like little vortexes of energy. Mm -hmm. And there are enough little vortexes of energy that as they push against other energy levels, create the illusion of an external skin or an external you know veneer or whatever it is we're looking at but un in underlying all of that is is a massive energy that creates enough tension so that it feels solid to me you know i can bang on my table because of the tension the way the positive and negative energy levels are reacting against each other well you build that out if we if we damage one part of society, well, we're actually hurting ourselves. Yeah. And that lesson is there and, and available, a scientific proof right now, and yet we continue in denial of it. Yes, we do. And yeah. I guess it must be like, you know, at the point in time when they discovered that the world was no longer flat, there are a bunch of people who didn't want to know that because their paradigm of their reality would be blown apart. Mm. And then I have to take responsibility for what I'm doing. And, and I guess I'm on a bit of a mission to help people understand that because when people start to see that suddenly life becomes so much easier, Kate, and scarcity is a mindset. It's not a reality. Yes. Because what is, you know, what, what is scarce right now, particularly in the Western world, you know, we turn on the tap and water comes out. It just does. We go to a shop and there is food and there are endless ways of earning money. Hmm. But it's funny because um, I'm in Thailand and when I was packing to come out here, there's this feeling like, you know, oh, things will be, you know, I've got to bring lots of certain things with me because I'm not going to be able to get them. And actually this time I was just like, yeah, they don't have everything but they do have shops <laughs> and it's amazing. I decided not to pack as much. Actually I've got here and there's, it's, it's got a little bit busier on the island and actually there's a lot more available. So I didn't need to bring any of those extra things that I thought I might have to because everything is actually here. I just hadn't necessarily opened my eyes enough to see that everything was there. Cause I was in a sense of, Oh, I'm going somewhere where they might not have things. But also going back to what you were just talking about in terms of scarcity marketing and the internet, the internet is continually delivering messages that says you need all this stuff. Yes. 
really, do we? If we don't need it, well, then maybe we don't need as much money. Mm. And if we don't need as much money, well, maybe we don't need as much fear, which means maybe there won't be as much stress, which means maybe we'll be happier and more connected and life will be easier. It's tough, though, because of the way that artificial intelligence is moving, the amount of information and data that these networks have on you in order to serve you these ads, because they could literally like see your patterns of clicks to know what you might want or might like in order to serve you that. So it, I have almost moments now where I even, I was thinking about something the other day. I didn't look at it on Google. I don't know how on earth it knew, but all of a sudden I was getting ads for something I'd just been thinking about. <laughs> I mean, I know that's impossible, but it, it did, it was quite, yeah, it was quite interesting. And I'm strong enough to not think, right, I'm gonna go buy that thing now that's gonna help me with that thing I was thinking about. And it may not be impossible. Mm. because thoughts are just vibrations mm. Mm. And, and you know we use vibrations to drive the internet and i'm not suggesting for a moment that they are mind reading but you know what it, we're not so far away from thought translation but of course for any of that to work we have to be in that mindset so the ultimate power is vested in us humans. Just that we don't notice it. You know, you just talked about, did I have my eyes open enough? Well, in most businesses, they don't have their eyes open enough to spot the opportunities. And so they come from a scarcity mindset. But if they stopped being so worried about what they didn't have and looked at trusting that the answer will come when they're quiet enough and they, that they could see the opportunities, they wouldn't have scarcity. It wouldn't exist because we live in a plentiful world. Yes. And so there is AI and there is social media and there are all those other marketing approaches that just are and they may not align with you and I from a value perspective but the ultimate choice lies with us and our ability to know what we are thinking. and. And that level of self-awareness is always available to us. We just may not choose to engage with it. Or maybe we're driven by the past without knowing, or, or maybe we're fearful or, or whatever's going on in us. If we were but to spend time on us and recognize the value of space, mm. well, then we would have the ability and the knowledge in the instant of what to do about it. Mm. But that space has been hijacked. The space has been hijacked and we have allowed it covertly or overtly because of our fear of scarcity. Mm. Because we're afraid that what if? Now I can't tell you how many people I bump into that are defined by their job titles. Really? So if you didn't have the title, life would not continue for you? That really is who you are? Or they're defined by their fears. I'm an anxious person. I can't do that. Really? Actually, I think you're just a bundle of energy that's stuck a label on you. Possibilities are infinite and it's just amazing. And I, I just find it 
not interesting because interesting is the wrong word i find it just sad that people almost don't want to take the time to have a look just in case just in case i miss a facebook feed just in case there's an offer on instagram that i can't take up or just in case that marketing campaign tells me there's only one spot left and the price will go up. Or well, three hours, two minutes and 39 seconds. <laughs> yeah. And then I get hooked into it. Yeah. And I lose who I am. And I take on the scarcity mindset. So I'm on a bit of a campaign, as you may have heard, to help people see yeah it's not true unless you make it true that old saying about whether you believe it's true or whether you believe it's not true you're probably right it's so correct yeah yeah and the power in those few little words if people just stopped and saw they'd see how much choice they have and that's where we really need to get to that connected choice world of plenty working together delivering a bit of magic and some dreams yeah.